Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Brewers on Tap Hot Stove. It's been an active offseason so far. We talked to you last week when the Brewers made some trades, and then we talked to you again with the tender deadline for the Brewers as some roster news came out earlier this week. And, of course, just a couple of days later, a deal was struck by the Brewers as the Brewers sent prospect Adam Hill and a comp pick to the Seattle Mariners in exchange for left-handed hitting catcher Omar Narvaez. Of course, the Yasmani Grandal signing with the Chicago White Sox had left a little bit of a hole at the catcher position for the Brewers. Of course, Manny Pena coming back, figured to have an expanded role in 2020, and that's not a bad thing. Manny Pena, one of the better defensive catchers in the game, hit left-handed pitching very well last year and actually hit pretty decent against right-handed pitching from about June on last season once you start breaking down the numbers. So Pena going to have an expanded role, but now Omar Narvaez is the answer to who the other catcher is going to be for the Brewers. And one would look at the numbers, look at the two catchers, and assume this could be kind of a platoon situation. It'll certainly be a job share between the two of them, most likely. Narvaez, as we told you, he's a left-handed hitter. You know, Pena's a right-handed hitter. And Narvaez is one of the better offensive catchers in baseball. He hit 278 last year, 22 home runs. He drove in 55 uh, over the course of the season. He had an OPS of 813, very solid number, 2.1 war, according to baseball reference. So those are good numbers. That was in 132 games and 482 plate appearances, 428 at-bats last season for Omar Narvaez. Now, defensively, a little bit of work to do for Omar Narvaez. He knows that. The Brewers know that. The Brewers also have Charlie Green, who is one of the best catching instructors in all of baseball. And Narvaez is young. He's just 27 years of age. He is not that far into his major league career. And so the thought is that the Venezuelan can improve defensively with some more work from Charlie Green, specifically at blocking balls. I think that's going to be the area. Uh, maybe some some pitch framing as well uh, will be things the Brewers try to work on with Narvaez. But you have a very good defensive catcher already in Manny Pena to pair with Narvaez. And so it looks like for the Brewers, the catching position is pretty well solidified moving forward. Now, Narvaez also could potentially play some first base, depending on the situation. I think the Brewers are at least open to that, potentially. Remember, they did that with Yasmani Grandal last year at times as well. So uh, that is an answer to one of the questions right now about this Brewers roster. Now, what's going to happen at third base remains to be seen. First base remains to be seen. Probably going to see some starting pitching added before it's all said and done from the Brewers as well. And maybe some of this news starts to come out in the next week or so with winter meetings on the horizon. It should be an exciting next week to two weeks before the holiday season gets started where it starts to slow down a little bit until after the first of the year again. We had a chance to catch up with Keston here. He was back in Milwaukee this week on the heels of the Omar Narvaez trade getting done. 
I was able to sit down with Keston at an event and talk about his 2019 season and look ahead to 2020. Keston here joins us on Brewers on Tap as uh, getting closer and closer to spring training getting started and the 2020 season getting underway. And, and before we look at the 2020 season, Keston, just a look back at 2019. What an amazing year for you. Uh, so much came at you in such a quick amount of time. Uh, have you been able now that the season's been over for a couple of months to sit back and appreciate just what a year 2019 really was for Keston Hira? Yeah, I mean, 2019 is always going to be a special year for me. Um, being able to debut in May and then uh, spend half the season up here. Um, you know, Like you said, it's gone by so quick. Um, you know, it hasn't really set in yet. Um, you know, I'm enjoying the offseason right now. Um, you know, being able to see videos of you know what this team was able to accomplish and um, do, especially in the month of September, um, it was really special. And it definitely kind of helps you reminisce a little bit and look back on the season. Um, but you know, with that being over, you know, I'm really looking forward to the next uh, for 2020 as well. What did you think was the biggest difference as you moved up through? the ranks over the last couple of years, you know, from being in high A with the Carolina Mudcats at the start of the 2018 season to finishing at the big league level and having the success that you had, your production never really dropped off at any level offensively. What were the biggest differences and changes as you worked your way up through? Because if people just looked at your numbers, they wouldn't they wouldn't see that, obviously. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, no, it's obvious, you know, each level that you move up, you know, the pitching gets better. Um, you know, p- people throw harder, they better off-speed pitches and um, and all that. Uh, I think, you know, at, at this level, um, they really understand you as a hitter. Um, you know, most pitchers, they have, you know, good stuff. Uh, they're able to throw their pitches for strikes. Um, but, you know, at this level, they, they know how to pitch to you. They know your weaknesses. They know, um, you know what pitches you struggle with. Um, you know, how to pitch in certain situations, certain scenarios. So I think being able to account for all that and uh, being able to adjust off that, um, that definitely you know, played a lot more you know, at this level than other levels. I think it's fair to say you want to improve defensively. That's an area you want to continue to grow in. How much do you think with a full spring training, knowing, hey, I'm going to be a big leaguer this year, mm-hmm. can that game slow down for you on that end? Do you, do you think that kind of a, an off season to catch your breath and get yourself mentally prepared to play second base for a full season day in day out yeah definitely um you know this being my second year pretty much you know back at playing second base and um you know, even if that because you know injuries hampered that that first yeah. year um but you know other than that you know it this off season it's going to be a lot about improving that defensive side um be able to be more agile being able to strengthen that arm um, being able to to make those plays, you know, the difficult plays, um, with ease, and um, so I'm definitely uh, excited to to work on that this off season, and um, you know, bring it out. All, all, hopefully, it all comes into fruition, and by the time spring comes around, this team's going to look a little different in yeah. 2020. Um, quite a few names are moving on. There's also been one big trade already with, with, with Zach Davies and Trent Grisham being moved to San Diego and Eric Lauer and Luis Arias coming back in that deal. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Omar Narvaez was acquired um, today, the, the day that we're sitting here talking, and he's a big-time offensive mm-hmm. catcher with some very good numbers. So 
I mean, this is very incomplete still. There's going to be a lot of things that happen between now and spring training, but you have to be excited when you see that, yes, some names that you're familiar with, some guys that you mm-hmm. you were close with are moving on, but there's going to be a chance to, to get to know some other guys and, mm-hmm. and welcome some new teammates into this team. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different than, you know, I'm accustomed to, you know, normally or playing on the same team with, you know, whether it's high school or, or college with the same players, um, you know, or, you know, going out up, up at each level here in the minor leagues where, uh, you know, a lot of them kind of move with you and um, you'll be able to play a lot with them during the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we have a lot of opening spots right now. And, um, but, you know, I think a big thing is a lot of our, you know, key guys, a lot of our um, a lot of our leaders are still here. Um, we have a good group of guys where, um, you know, regardless of who comes in, we're, we're all con- kind of confident that we'll be able to play with them and compete um, you know, at this level, and um, I think you know David Stearns is, is a does a good job on going out and, and getting those types of players where um, they can come in and you know help impact us you know immediately on the field, but you know also off the field or in the clubhouse, um, just their leadership in general. So you know I'm really excited to see um, you know, who's going to be coming to Milwaukee and uh, be a part of the 2020 season. I mean, look at the guys that have been added. And beyond the guys that are mm-hmm. already here, so you're talking about the core of you and Yelich, multiple years of control, mm-hmm. Lorenzo Cain, three more years left on his deal. So there's a core that's going to be, yeah. not just for this year, going to be here to, together for, for a while, but then the guys that have been added, a lot of control with both of the, 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 the names from the San Diego trade with Lauer and Rios, and then Narvaez. These are all guys that are not going to just be here for one year, so you guys mm-hmm. are going to have a chance to really get comfortable around each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was able to to meet uh, Urias at the Futures game um, in 2018. So he's an exceptional player. I mean, I've been able to follow him a little bit, and um, I'm pretty sure we faced Lauer uh, last year or last season. And um, you know, he, he's a lefty arm that that's going to be huge for us. Um, you know, Navarez is great offensive hitting catcher. Um, and especially coming to Miller Park, you'll enjoy hitting here for sure. Um, but yeah, just be able to um, and be able to meet new players. You know, that's always exciting, uh, especially at a, at a young age where you know, I can absorb a lot of information from you know a lot of the veterans and a lot of the older players. Um, that's definitely a lot of fun to do, and um, you know, looking forward to see more faces. Caston, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Caston Hero for being so generous with his time and spending some time with us on Brewers on Tap Hot Stove. Well, that's going to do it for us. I can pretty much guarantee you we'll be coming back at you with another Brewers on Tap at some point next week, maybe multiple ones, depending on the news that comes out of the winter meetings in San Diego. Until that time, take care. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm Lane Grindle.